Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Milu, the simplest way for photographers and coordinators to collaborate on shot lists and timelines for weddings, parties, and other amazing events. Visit Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit PhotographersEdit.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca Podcast episode in a special edition series of the Boca Podcast talking about brand position. And I am joined by Anna Anderson this morning. Thank you so much, Anna, for hanging out with me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, and you were really kind to do this kind of last minute, too, because you and I got on the phone yesterday, started chatting about some of the things that you've already begun doing with your photography business's brand position. And I was like, oh, this would be so good for conversation. Like, it'd be great if we could share this with our listeners. And you were extremely gracious and, and said, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite spontaneous that way. We had a pretty good conversation. So I was really excited to be able to share my experience with everybody else, too, because you honestly helped me in a way that I didn't know my business needed help. So I'm just excited. That's very kind of you. I'm glad that you found value. I mean, of course, that's the, that's the end goal, the primary goal of the Boca podcast, whether it's with brand position or other topics. I want to make sure that industry is getting something of value. We have limited time and attention in 2020. And uh, if we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about something related to our photography business, I want our listeners to walk away with something they can, they can go apply to their business. Um, so it's encouraging to hear that. But just to give some context to our listeners, so brand position is something we talk about on a regular basis on our regular episodes of the Book of Podcast. These consultation episodes, I, I want to dig into the topic in more depth so that those of you listening in can understand on a very practical level how to apply this concept of brand position to your business, how to think about it, how to look at your competition, and then ultimately how to start thinking about what that brand position might be for your business specifically in your market. So that's the thought process here. It is meant to be very much a conversation. So at the end of the episode, we may end up with a very distinct, clear brand position statement that Anna might be able to walk away and use immediately. Or it may just be kind of a nudge in the right direction, a, a walk in the right direction with some ideas to continue to play with. But ultimately, what I want to do here is to give everybody an opportunity to better understand what brand position means, practically how to apply it. And uh, hopefully, Anna will be able to walk away with something that's really helpful for her business, too. To give further context, brand position, just very simply, is the unique value proposition your business represents in your market. Again, the, the emphasis is on the word unique there. I've had a lot of conversations with photographers who I ask, hey, what, what makes your photography business different? What is your unique value proposition? And a lot of times I get answers back that are very similar in nature. And I think we have a tendency in our, our industry of just kind of copying and pasting, rinsing and repeating. And so the emphasis is on the word unique there. We want to be able to stand out in a very noisy 2020 culture. We need to come up with something that is truly unique. So as far as brand position, what are the benefits? And, and Anna, thanks for, for holding on here for just a second as I share some of this with our listeners. But benefits of a clear and distinct brand position very quickly, potential clients, they do immediately know what your unique value proposition is. Two, 
It helps filter irrelevant potential clients. Three, it simplifies and focuses our marketing efforts. If we're not trying to communicate five or 10 different messages, it enables us to focus on that primary message. All of our marketing efforts can, can be driven by this one big idea. And then fourthly, it encourages better time management. Again, if we're not distracted by trying to do 50 different things, if our business is driven by a clear goal represented by this brand position statement, it enables us to better manage our time, to focus our efforts and our energy toward that one thing. And so those just very quickly are some benefits of having a clear and distinct brand position. But I want to get back to you, Anna, and give further context to our conversation because you and I had an interesting conversation yesterday. You said uh, that you'd heard me at the recent Evolve conference and uh, I had done a presentation on brand position and you went ahead and made some changes in your business and saw some results, right? I did. Yeah. So Nathan, I came up to you after the Evolve Comp or one of the, after you gave your speech and I came up to you and I said, I realized that I had so many ideas for my business and so many different goals. And I love people because they are so different. So I wanted to be a travel and elopement photographer. I wanted to be a small destination wedding photographer. And then I also wanted to be a really good Wisconsin wedding photographer. And I just realized after your speech that I couldn't do all of those things. And I looked at my messaging that I had on my website that said I was a Wisconsin wedding photographer and realized that my big picture that you first see when you click on my website is a picture that I took of a couple in Hawaii. And I was like, that's really confusing because how are wedding or how are Wisconsinites going to know that I do wedding photography here if all of my photos are of blog posts that I've done and shot in San Francisco and Hawaii and all these places that I've been traveling lately. So I changed my message on my website, changed it to a picture that I took from Wisconsin. And then I changed my Instagram. I had it as travel and elopement photographer, and I changed it to Wisconsin wedding photographer. And it's been two, almost three weeks since the conference. And I've already booked two sessions that are just random sessions, two associate weddings and a wedding and three mentorships just based off of my messaging and having a clear vision for what I want my business to say. Which is huge. And and first of all, I do want to give you credit though, because I'm sure that the brand position plays a significant role in this. Your personality, your presence um, it plays a significant role in this too. I'm, I'm absolutely certain you're really easy to talk to. You've got this great energy about you. And so I'm sure that that really translates, but it's, it's encouraging again, to hear how this idea of a brand position, a clear and distinct brand position can begin to make a difference in a business. And I, I want our listeners to be aware of that as well. But then the other thing that you said to me was, you know, I, I want to continue to refine my messaging and, and so that's largely the purpose of, of this conversation today is to kind of dig into how we can further refine your messaging. I'm currently on your website. For everybody listening in, make sure that you go to Anna's website. Your work truly is beautiful. And I was kind of scrolling through Thank your Instagram you. feed earlier and I was just kind of ogling over, over the, the beautiful work. But Anna Marie, M-A-R-I-E, creative.com. And, yeah. uh, and then on Instagram, Anna Marie photo, we'll link to these in the show notes for everybody listening in, uh, just really gorgeous work, but I see what you're talking about. You've placed that beautiful photo of a couple in a snowy environment. They're into each other. They look really comfortable. And this, as you said, better represents where you're going with your brand than your photos from Hawaii. Now I have to say your photos from Hawaii 
as well are <laughs> stunning. I was scrolling through a couple, or, or a session that you did with a couple in Hawaii. It was just blown away. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's it's really, really stunning stuff. But um, I, I like that you've already seen these differences. But I want to give our, our listeners a little bit of context. First of all, you mentioned being in Wisconsin. Whereabouts in Wisconsin are you based? So I'm based in the capital in Madison, but the Wisconsin market's a little bit different. So if you're a wedding photographer here, you're kind of serving all of Wisconsin okay. just because it's not, it's, it's not big city over here. So you're kind of, um, I mean, I'll drive five hours for a wedding. So wow. all of Wisconsin, but I'm really based in Madison. Okay. And you said up until now, I mean, you had alluded to at least the idea of travel photography. Did you have specific messaging on your website that alluded to travel photography? Did it just say Wisconsin wedding photography? Yeah, I didn't even say on my website that I was a Wisconsin wedding photographer. I I would have people message me asking where are you based because I would say like I'm a small town girl from Wisconsin, but I never said where I currently was working. Okay. And then on my Instagram, I just had travel and elopement photographer. So I didn't even say that I was in Wisconsin. That's really interesting. Crazy. But the moment that you began speaking to that, you, you got results, which is pretty fascinating. What type of yeah. photography, you've mentioned wedding photography already. Had you alluded to any other type of photography on your website before? No, I realized really quickly because when I first made a website, I had like, I had family, senior, I had everything, maternity, door and I realized super quickly that I couldn't keep up with advertising all that and then when I realized that my passion was couples and weddings I only wanted to advertise to them because I will still do their maternity photos if my couples get pregnant or if they have families I'm more than happy to do that but advertising to one specific niche for me was really important so that's why I only advertise couples and weddings now you mentioned you, you couldn't keep up with advertising for all those genres can you give a little bit more mm -hmm. context to that yeah, it's really hard to keep up with your portfolio, first of all, because I had different pages for each set of work that I was doing. And on my Instagram, I would have a family session and then I would have a couple session and throwing all of those in there, I felt like gave people such a mixed message because it was like I was giving 10% to each genre of photography versus giving 100% and focusing all on couples and wedding photography. So once I switched that, and focused all on my couples and wedding photography, my skill set in that area skyrocketed. Interesting. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to get add this little caveat because we may hear some photographers say, but, but there are photographers who do all kinds of different things and they make it work. Or there are photographers that don't have a brand position statement and they've got a great business. And that is true. Yeah. Um, there are always mm -hmm. the caveats. There are always the exceptions. Um, the question is what that might look like behind the scenes. I mean, you even pointed out the fact, Anna, that you had to put a lot more effort into trying to keep up your just your portfolio, much less any kind of ads or ad campaigns for yes. or, or in order to manage all of the various genres that you were trying to represent. Uh, we, I mentioned earlier, one of the benefits of a clear and distinct brand position is better time management and also a more focused marketing effort. And if you're focusing on one genre, it allows you to be able to to do both of those things more effectively. And again, in a, in a world where I, I like to continue to refer to it as being a noisy world, when you have a potential client who is mm -hmm. spending endless amounts of time on social media, on various video platforms, text messages, emails, et cetera, they have this constant feed of information coming in. If they land on your website and they now have to sort through additional so-called noise in order to make sense of your brand, then you're making it more complicated for them to even make a decision about whether or not you're a good fit for them. And so 
I love the fact that you've narrowed down your focus. You realized there was too much going on. You've narrowed down your focus. And this is a really great example for, for all of our listeners, the significance of specializing with its multiple benefits. I think this is a really great point of conversation. Yeah, I agree. And I think it doesn't mean that you can't do other things and other forms of photography, but I think by focusing in on my couples, they almost will come back saying, Hey, now that we're pregnant and want to have a baby and we're having a baby, can you do our maternity photos? And I'm always more than happy to do that. But if I start sending out all these different messaging, like I said, I think it just confuses people. So yeah, you're totally right. There's people that are doing things that are not brand positioning and they're they're specializing in all sorts of different photography and they're doing great. But I think having a really clear and precise message is what gets you your target audience of the people that you really, really want to work with. Yeah. Brand position is is a tool or brand position statement and, and distinct messaging is a tool. And that tool, the benefit of the tool ultimately is it makes your life easier as a photography business owner to get your brand out there to effectively communicate what value you offer so that you can book clients more effectively. Uh, there are certainly many other tools that we can use as photographers in order to build our business. So again, this isn't the end all be all, but what I've seen in the industry is that there's a lot of confusing messaging or just a lack of messaging that's going on. And so I, I think that photographers that begin to incorporate really clear and distinct messaging, it'll make their lives easier when it comes to trying to book new clients. And, and that's really largely the significance of, of this conversation. So you, you do specialize in wedding photography. What would you say, and, and I don't know if this is something that you were actively communicating to your clients previously or just something you were thinking about internally, but what would you say currently makes your photography brand unique to your, your local market? And I say local, I know Madison, if you're in Madison, you, you said really you're just photographing the whole state of Wisconsin because population's <laughs> not high. But what would you say makes your photography brand unique, I guess, in the state of Wisconsin? Yeah. So what I used to have on my Instagram is I had, it was honest, authentic, and a damn good time. That was kind of my, what I put out into the world. Yeah. And I think it was you and I that had this conversation that was like, but what does authenticity actually mean? Or what does honesty mean? So I really had to start thinking about that. But with my clients, one thing that is so important to me is I love the photos and I love that part of the creative work, but the client experience to me is everything. And to me, that's why I cost more than an average photographer is because you're not only getting awesome photos from me because I love what I do, but you're also getting a really cool experience with a lot of surprise moments that you're not expecting from a wedding photographer. Cause I'm just so much more than a wedding photographer. So I think that's what really makes me different in this market. A lot of people just want to be a photographer because wedding photography is great money, but I really truly want to connect with people and impact them in any way that I possibly can. Because like you said, we live in such a noisy world that to have a couple put down their phones for an hour and ask them really silly questions like raspberry her in the neck or booty bump each other until you fall down, something yeah. like that is creating memories and connection in such a disconnected world. So yeah, the connection and the client experience to me is just what I love most about wedding photography. Yeah, you mentioned this idea to me yesterday during our phone call too. And, and actually on the homepage of your site, for those of you listening, and if you scroll down the homepage of Anna's site, there's a little section that says, get to know me. And you say, what makes me love what I do is connection. I want to make you feel so comfortable. You forget my camera and I are there. So feel free to kiss a little longer, shake your hips a little more. I want to bring out your love in a way that no one else has by making moments linger and prompting you with questions that make you love your partner even more. 
but that idea of helping them feel comfortable enough to to be able to feel free to connect in front of the camera, it seems like that's kind of the theme. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because I don't want it to be forced. I've gone to workshops and I've gone to shootouts where whoever is leading it will just tell the couple, like, just look at each other or laugh. And I'm not that type of photographer. I will either say something to make you laugh or make you do something to make each other laugh. Yeah. Or I will cause a really good moment. I'm not... I am not a pose photographer in that way. I don't like faking it. You mentioned the the prompts and you've actually written a blog article. We'll link to it in the show notes about five of your favorite prompts that you'll give couples. I was, I was looking through this article and it's really, really great actually. And you show various examples of different couples and how they responded to the prompts. But one of the things you said to me on the phone yesterday was that you'll give these couples the same prompts but you get different results because they're all different. Everybody is different. Their personalities are different. Their stories are different. And as a result, the the results, the photographic results are different. Yeah, it's it's incredible. First of all, thank you for reading my blog post. That just made my whole day. Oh, it's, <laughs> um, it, it's actually a really valuable asset. And I'm, I'm going to make sure that we link to it in the show notes for everybody listening in. Thank you. Yeah, I that's why I love prompting so much because as we were talking about, so it's in that article, but one of my favorite prompts is to have a couple trace the other person's face with their nose yeah. because you can tell the vibes of the couple. Like if they want to be silly, if they, I mean, I've had that moment turn into a kiss attack. I've had it turn into raspberries on their face and neck. I've had it turn into cowlicks. And then I've also had it turn into these really, really intimate like very sexy moments that I just wasn't expecting. Yeah. So it, it is really, really cool to see couples do something so differently. I mean, like you see in the blog post, I, one of my favorite ones is also like the SpongeBob bring around town and every couple does that so differently. And it's so much fun to see what, what you can capture by just giving them the exact same verbiage every time. Now, do you, do you kind of gauge somebody's personality or, or the couple's personalities and decide which prompts to give them based on it? Because like something like trace, um, you know, my, somebody's face with, with your nose, somebody might hear that and be like, that is so ridiculous. I would never do such a thing. Like, how do you gauge which prompts to give to the couples? I love that question so much. I, I love what I do so much. So I first send them a questionnaire and I get to know them super well. So it even tells me things like what their favorite genre of music is, what they're watching on Netflix. So I get to know them as a couple Okay. and I have them actually pick out a few words that they want their session to look like. So that way I know how to come into the session. So some of the words I pick are intimate, playful, joyous. So words like that, that can tell me, okay, this couple really wants an intimate romantic session versus someone who wants a joyous session. I'm going to go in with two completely different approaches. But as I am capturing them, I just go based off of what they're giving me. I don't ever try to force it. If I can see that they're not into a certain prompt, I can just cut it off and lead them into something else. Okay. Um, but I always do really try to let it breathe because if they give it a chance, a lot of times they're, they're going to do it and they're going to probably laugh about it later. Yeah. I like that phrase. Cause you use that phrase, I think maybe in that blog post, the idea of letting it breathe, letting it kind of work itself out. And, and it is going to work itself out differently than from, from couple to couple. I, th- I think the prompt with, with the nose is, is a great idea because again, it's, even if it's not something that they do, it's going to end up, if nothing else, encouraging laughter. And I, I just love raw emotion. That was one of my favorite things as, as a wedding and engagement photographer was just the opportunity to capture raw emotion 
And these may be prompts initially, but what it ultimately generates is some response that's a reflection of their personality and their connection. And I think that's really fun. How many prompts do you pull from? How many do I do during a session? Yeah, I mean, I guess more specifically, how many do you have like in mind? You you mentioned the five in that article, but do you have like 10, 15, 20 that you have that you've kind of made note of internally so that you can pull from those depending on the situation? Definitely. I feel like I also have certain base poses. So for example, if they're just, I have them sit down or if I have them walking and then I just build off of it. So the next time they'll do it, but do something a little bit differently. So I kind of stick with the base posing and then have them lead into something different. But yeah, like I said, it also depends on their personalities and what they're giving me. Cause a lot of times I have couples who are super outgoing and they almost run the shoot their, their themselves. But I've also had couples who are really shy where I've had to help them out a lot more. Oh, sure. It, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of depends on that. But I would say, yeah, 10, 15 poses for sure. Huh. That's really cool. Well, again, we'll link to that article in the show notes for everybody listening in. By the way, the show notes, for those of you listening, bocapodcast.com. I know that different podcast players will, will likely format the show notes differently, maybe a little bit difficult to read in your podcast app. So if you just go to bocapodcast.com, you can see the show notes for this episode and, and read that article for sure. Talk to me, and you've really kind of alluded to this already, but talk to me a little bit more specifically about the reasons that you started and run a photography business. Um, you know, These could be financial, philosophical, or otherwise. And, and to give context again for everybody listening in, when we're thinking about coming up with a brand position, ultimately this brand position is going to largely drive what you're doing as a photography business owner. Your marketing efforts, certainly, but your day-to-day activities, even, at least to an extent, and so ideally, the brand position is a reflection of who you are on a little bit deeper level so that you're ultimately doing as a business owner what you truly enjoy, what you find fulfilling. And so that's the significance of this question. But what are your thoughts, Anna? Yeah, to be completely honest, the first thought that comes to mind when I thought about starting my own photography business, it was actually because I got my first job out, out of college and they told me that I only got two weeks of vacation and I love to travel. And I was like, what? This is ridiculous. What do you mean I only get two weeks off? So I just started, like the wheels started turning. And I just, as I was at that job, I just realized how much I I hated being told what to do. Like I would spend eight hours reading books because I, they didn't give me anything. I don't know if you've ever heard, I really wish I knew where this is from, but it was, if you give someone a task and give them eight hours to do it, they're going to do it in eight hours. If you give them the same task, but give them four hours to do it, they're going to do it in four hours. Yes. And yeah. And I love that concept. So at this job, I just started thinking about all of these things and photography has always been something that's been on the side for me. So I told myself, I'm just going to see what I can do with this for six months. I'm just going to try really hard for six months and throw all caution to the wind. And, uh, two and a half years later, here I am. So so (laughs) it worked out. Yeah. But I think the artistic reason, reasoning behind it really is the connection part. I am such an empathetic compassionate human being. Like I, I really do have a really big heart. And for me, giving people and taking care of them and making them feel like they were taken care of on the biggest day of their lives was something that I just held very preciously. This idea of taking care of somebody, you know, I've, I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but I think that that the idea of service um, has gotten mm-hmm. a little bit lost in in our industry. We we spend a lot of time, and, and again, this is part of the significance of this conversation around brand position. You go to a lot of photographers' websites and 
they spend a lot of time talking about themselves, but the, the person that we need to be talking about is the client. Donald Miller in his, in his book, Building a Story Brand, he talks about the significance of making the client the hero of their own story. And that would suggest this, this focus on the client, the focus on, on ultimately taking care of or serving the client. And so I love that, that that is your heart. I think our industry needs more of that. And, and I hope that the pendulum kind of swings back. We've gone to this, you know, the extreme extent of talking about ourselves in order to put ourselves out there, talking about ourselves to represent our brand. Um, I think focusing more on taking care of the client and, and ultimately providing the experience, not just talking about, but providing a great experience that centers around taking care of them, serving them, I think is really, really important. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's this certain trend right now where there's always, it's like hustle. Like everyone wants to hustle. Yeah. Everyone wants to do their side hustles. Everyone wants a paycheck for anything that they want to do that, that's even remotely creative. And I think that we need to get back to, I think it's great that we talk about ourselves and that we're learning to talk about ourselves and our struggles and our strengths. However, I think we're losing why we're doing it or the client connection part of it. Because mm. if I tell people, and I really try to make it clear in my branding that if you're just looking for someone to take your photos, that's not me. Cause I want to talk to you. I want to connect with you. I make you fill up questionnaires. I send you super personalized gifts. I, I love doing that type of stuff for my clients because I want to make it more about just a transaction. I want to make it connect like very connective and something that's lasting, which is why I still have brides texting me seven months later, telling me how much their aunt, I had a bride tell me that uh, I passed the test with her aunt because I sat with her at dinner or something. And she was like, she's a tough cookie to crack and you cracked her. And I love Texas <laughs> just like that. Yep. <laughs> so it's just, I think that we kind of live in this world right now that is very transactional. I mean, how many people go to a coffee shop and don't even look up, up from their phones when they order a coffee? Yeah. Anymore, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I want to keep the conversation going. I, I think the the focus on the personal experience that, that you're providing to your client, I think we can figure out a way uh, to begin to, to let that be reflected in your messaging. One of the things I want to do, though, and have done in the past as well, is to kind of compare and contrast your brand versus other brands in your market. And of course, we don't mention any business names or photographers' names here, but I, I did something uh, which was to go through the first three pages of a Google search result for, I typed in Madison uh, wedding photography and, and just looking for brand position statements, uh, if they exist at all. And by the way, I, I actually typed out 21 different results here, eight of which, uh, eight of those photographers or businesses that I look, looked at didn't have any brand position statement. Wow. But yeah, and which is interesting. You know, again, if a, if a potential client lands in our site, we want to immediately communicate to them how we're going to potentially add value to them, to their lives as a photographer, wedding photographer, portrait photographer, or otherwise. So if you literally have nothing there and it's just pretty pictures, pretty pictures are great. They, they carry significance, but... We, we have potential clients with a really short attention span who, by the way, are seeing a million pretty pictures a day on Instagram. So a pretty picture isn't necessarily going to grab their attention, maybe the same way that it did 10 years ago or 15 years ago. So um, just to, as I scan through here, I just want to kind of say these out loud to give context again to the conversation. Um, the, the first brand position statement that I came across, uh, and this this wasn't really a position statement per se, but I wanted to share it just as an example of maybe what not to do. This person just said, I love weddings, I adore marriage, and I have the best job ever. Oof. Now, that the focus there, again, is on the photographer, 
And it's great that they love weddings. It's great that they adore marriage. And hopefully they bring that energy to the experience they're creating for their client. Um, but in what way does this actually communicate a value proposition to the potential client? And, and I'll just kind of leave that because I think it speaks for itself. Uh, the second person I, I looked at didn't have anything. The third person, photography that's comfortable, memories that's that last, uh, which is interesting to me because that comfort is a theme, Anna, that I've seen in, in your communication with me, our conversation today, your website, et cetera. This is one person that is speaking to that idea. And so we kind of have to keep that in mind when we think about messaging and kind of comparing and ultimately contrasting with this, this business. Memories that last, um, that's playing on a different idea. So you have two main ideas there, but they at least had something. Uh, the fourth person didn't have anything. Fifth, sixth didn't have anything. Seventh person, this, again, I wanted to share just because it's, it's a good, an example of a, of a bad position statement. It's really not even a position statement, but they say, uh, for over 11 years, we have captured 300 wedding days, which it, first of all, it's confusing, <laughs> um, but but it's it's in bold. So that's the thing that the client sees. How, again, does that communicate value to the potential client? Experience, maybe? Sure. I think there's a more effective way to communicate the significance of experience, but uh, that was another one. Eight, uh, timeless wedding photography for the classic couple celebrating legacy style in a lifetime of romance. This was probably the strongest position statement that I saw uh, of the, the 20 plus that I looked at. And, um, you know, classic, or excuse me, celebrating legacy style in a lifetime of romance. That, that second part is a little bit kind of arbitrary. Like, what do those things actually mean? It's going to depend on the person. But very simply, timeless wedding photography, it speaks volumes and um, the focus is on that classic, a classic feel to the photography. And I think that's, it's important. Nobody else had anything close. The ninth one uh, was kind of interesting, honestly, and kind of funny. Very simply, their brand position statement was non-cheesy photography in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I've, I've not ever seen anybody communicate um, such a brand position statement, but I think it was pretty great. It's pretty clear. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you laugh, and you're like, "Oh, th this is kind of fun," and you're probably drawn in to to want to look at those images more. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, Ten was again nothing. Eleven, your love is different, and so should be your wedding pictures. Again, kind of confusing grammar going on there, but it doesn't really communicate the value. It, it's nice that they're speaking to the significance of of the couple's love. But how do they know what this photographer then brings to the experience? Um, that's still the question left there. Storytelling for the modern couple. That's, that's interesting. So the focus is on storytelling. But what does that actually mean? A, a bit more specificity here would have, would have helped. Uh, number 13, come as you are. Uh, so the focus on, again, this idea of kind of being comfortable or being yourself in front of the camera similar idea to what we've been talking about. So the goal will be to create messaging that is distinct from that. 14, there wasn't anything. 15, and I had to scroll further down the homepage for this person under the meet us section, but they said a Madison, Wisconsin-based wedding photography boutique that sees beauty in the outdoors and the light and human emotion. Again, the focus there is on what the photographer likes about photography, not on what value they add to the client. 16, modern weddings and engagements. This is an example of using a word that doesn't really carry a whole lot of meaning or the meaning can be kind of arbitrary. What does it mean, modern? And of course, I mean, we're in 2020. So naturally, if you're photographing in 2020, hopefully it is modern wedding photography. What does modern mean? We need to use more specific words that will resonate with our potential client. 
Uh, number 17 was capturing Madison area weddings and love stories since love stories since 2007. That was a big text. And then, then the subtext said award-winning photography studio that focuses on capturing fleeting moments of the heart through warm, refined, and polished images. Again, the, the idea of warm, refined, and polished images, those are, those are words that don't carry a lot of significance. Warmth, I think, does. And if you have imagery that backs that up, it could be okay. Um, but this is not a very strong position of statement. 18 and 19, there wasn't anything. 20, this was an interesting one. It, your bad joke-telling, goofy-dancing photographer. Um, again, I don't know that I've ever read one like this before, but that was kind of interesting. Um, at least gets your attention anyway. Uh, I don't know how that ultimately adds value to the client. They they understand maybe this person's easygoing, likes to have fun. What does that ultimately mean for the photographic experience? I'm not quite sure. And then the last one was wedding photography, couple photography, and family photography. Um, that was the, the position statement. So um, that's kind of the range. And I wanted to give that those those statements or the lack thereof for the sake of context to the conversation any immediate thoughts anna yeah it's kind of crazy i yeah because i haven't done i mean i've done basic research once i came home from evolve but i don't know to hear what you're saying it, it all kind of sounds vague but i like you said there are themes of comfortability too so it's how do, i'm thinking how do i differentiate my experience differently yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, well, and speaking of, I mean, we think of this word comfort. What are are there particular ideas or words that come to mind when you think of the word comfort personally? I think when I think comfort, I honestly think of wrapping myself in a fuzzy blanket with a bowl of mac and cheese on the couch. Like that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my idea of comfort. With other people, comfort, huh? Maybe I don't see it in that way. I, I, I understand the idea of being comfortable with somebody, but I really think of my family. So maybe something familial, something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Or familial or familiar is another word there familiar. That, that, yeah, immediately comes to mind. I'm going to write that down too. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, ideally if we come up with, even if you're communicating, um, you know, there are a couple of different ways you can come up with a brand position statement. First, you offer a service that doesn't exist. That's going to be a bit tough. I mean, especially as a wedding photographer, you know you're offering a service that already exists. Right. Another way to go about creating a, a distinct brand position statement is to um, to offer a variation on an existing ser- service. And I think the example that I gave at, at the Evolve conference was, uh, and that's something I've commented about here on the podcast before too. If, if you say I'm a wedding photographer, there are a million other wedding photographers. If you say I'm a black and white wedding photographer. That immediately creates some distinction. That's a variation on an existing service. Uh, And and then if you want to get even more specific, you could be a black and white wedding photographer who only photographs skateboarders uh, or a black and white skateboarder wedding photographer. And, um, and, and that would be a really niche market, but it would be also be very easy to market to uh, or market for because it is so specific. So that's a variation on a service. Another way to go about um, creating a distinct brand position is to to be the first one kind of to own that space when it when it comes to the messaging itself. So you you might have other wedding photographers in your market, but if you're the first one to say I am the wedding photographer and again this would be a little bit challenging, but if you're in a small market and nobody's really owned that particular space, um, that's another way to go about it. And then and, and in this case if you were to able to come up with a different way to communicate a similar idea, that might be another way to go about, about it. Or 
if that's not distinct enough, it, it might be that you have to to um, to kind of plan a different idea uh, that is a little bit different than this idea of comfortability, just because there are a couple of people that are already playing in that space. So there are different different ways to go about this process here. But I, I asked about words, key words, and, and I actually did this as I was taking notes, looking at the other brands and looking at your brand as well, is just to start to jot down key words. Because what we ultimately want to do is come up with a brand position statement that is that is short, that it's succinct, doesn't take 15 minutes or a paragraph to communicate. You can do it in a line in order to build that phrase, that brand position statement, uh, or that simple sentence. You need to come up with key words um, that are reflective of the idea that you want to represent. Comfort is already being used, and it's not necessarily that we couldn't use it at all, but uh, we're likely going to want to find a different word so it, it isn't just simply copying what somebody else is doing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think comfort doesn't resonate with me either. I feel like comfort to me is, is almost like, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a very temporary thing. Whereas that's why I really like the word or the idea of connection, because it's something that lasts longer than just comfortability. Interesting. So it's something that's, that lasts longer. Yeah. What does that look like? Talk, talk, talk about that in a little more detail. Yeah. I think when I kind of touched on this earlier, but wedding photographers, I feel like a lot of us really just want to get our couples in front of the camera, make them feel good, send them on their way. Don't talk to them for eight months, show up for the wedding, shoot the wedding, have a great time, send them the photos and then we're done. And I really want to create something that's more than that. I, I always thought that, so my whole life, I've always been this very inspirational, empowering, writing long blog. I've had like eight different blogs. I've, I love writing super inspirational and empowering things for people to follow their dreams and just be who they are. And I always thought that I had to keep that separate from my photography, but I have found that when I combine the two and empower people through this experience and through this connection, that they end up being some of the most loyal clients and repeat clients that I've ever had. So that's the idea for me. I just want to create something that's really a lifetime experience, something that they can look back on and be like, wow, that was the best decision we made for our wedding. Because I just don't want something that's, as I said before, a business transaction. Hmm. Okay. And I'm just kind of looking through my notes here too. You know, one of the things that, that we had talked about, you mentioned the significance of, of vulnerability connection right now. So you made that some of those changes, uh, both to your Instagram account and to your website, you, the statement that's currently on your, on the homepage of your website says Wisconsin wedding photographer, empowering couples through connection and vulnerability. What, what did you, what's the idea there? When you talk about the idea of empowerment, it's a word that's become quite popular these days, but it can mean different things to different people. What did you mean by that? I think for empowering people, if I can build someone up to be really confident and make them feel really comfortable in a shoot and then show them those photos of what they look like in that moment. There's so many times that couples will come back to me and they're like, Oh my gosh, that doesn't even look like me. I didn't even know that I looked like that. I look so happy. And they see these photos and they're like, I look so good. And in reality, they're just, they're just seeing a snapshot of them stepping into more of who they are as an individual and as a couple, because I connect them to get there. Does that make sense? <laughs> I feel it like does, this is yeah. hard to explain. Okay. No, no, no. It's, it's good. And, you know, again, the emphasis here is on, I said conversation earlier. It's really almost like a brainstorming session. Right. Um, yeah. Saying it out loud, thinking through it, breaking down it. It's almost like we're, we're kind of verbally mind mapping, right? We take this word, this idea yeah. and kind of build on it. 
take some notes from that and then do the same thing with another word because ultimately what what this will enable us to do is come up with certain words key phrases that we can build on for a brand position statement whether that's today or you do it in a week or a month or whatever it is it's it's making the effort in this regard that will lead to a result that you can ultimately utilize for your business so yeah it it does make sense what is the word um, it says empowering couples through connection and vulnerability explain vulnerability a little bit in this context i think vulnerability to me is letting your walls down and letting a complete stranger at this point, hopefully not stranger, I'm connecting with them. So they know me, but they have camera flashing in their face. You can hear the sounds as they're doing things. And I feel like relationships in general, I mean, just talking about PDA and all of that good stuff, we're used to hiding our relationship a little bit in front of people. We're never going to be truly as lovey-dovey as we would in our own apartments on the couch watching Survivor. I feel like if I can make my couples let down their walls and really get them to show me who they are when they're just alone, that's what vulnerability means to me is who they are behind closed doors. Because like I said, I just feel like being in a relationship, both of us, I feel like we hide ourselves a little bit more when we're when we're in public or just around other people because we sure. don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I wrote down some key words tied to this idea of of comfortability. And by the way, there's a there's a really great little tool and let me pull this up here cuz I saved it in my my bookmarks, but that I found while I was doing some some preparation for today's conversation. It is a particular uh, thesaurus. It's just simply called Power Thesaurus and apparently oh. it's it's powered by suggestions from the general public. Uh, and it's, and it kind of gives you some, some freeform ideas when you type in a word or maybe a phrase gives you some freeform ideas, um, to, to play with that are similar to that particular word or that phrase. So that was certainly helpful, but I just wrote down some key words here. So we have, of course, the word comfort. Another word is relaxed. Uh, another word is cozy, easy, warm, uh, friendly at ease at home. Any of those words, uh, or phrases, resonate with you? Yeah, I really like I really like the at home for some reason. I really like that. I also like the at ease. At ease. Yeah, yeah at yeah. home kind of ties to that idea that you talked about earlier of being familiar or familial, which is interesting. So, I mean, when we if we're going to come up with a statement um, that represents this idea, uh, just as an initial thought process, Wisconsin's cozy wedding photographer and then the subtext might say something like helping you feel at home in front of the camera. What, is, what does that sound like to you? Yeah, I really like the idea of helping you feel at home in front of the camera. That, that really hit it for me. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And the, the idea of communicating a location. Um, I, I mentioned earlier the significant or the ways that we can go about creating a unique or a distinct brand position. One of the other ways that you can, you can do that is to call out a particular market. In this case, you're doing so uh, based on location, right? So Wisconsin couples, essentially. So the goal then, if, if we were to start with the position statement, something to the effect of helping you feel at home in front of the camera, uh, we'd still need to speak to wedding photography and ideally mention the market as well. Right. And, and so that would be kind of the goal at this point is to figure out some type of phrase that would represent that, some subtext that would re- represent that. Of course, that text also helps with SEO on the homepage of the site and potentially elsewhere. But helping you feel at home in front of the camera. I had also written down helping you feel comfortable in front of the camera, but we've seen a, at least one other photographer play with that idea. And it's not that that we can't use, you know, 
a word from somebody else's site, we can figure out other ways to stand out. And I think potentially reword uh, or use a different type of phrase, different images that, that back that up. Um, I mean, there are multiple pieces to this puzzle, but ideally we're not using the same word that somebody else is. Helping you feel at home in front of the camera is, is, a, is a, a different way to communicate the idea. And if I saw that brand position statement um, right next to this photo of the couple, that you currently have on the homepage of your site. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that so beautifully represents that idea. You can tell they're comfortable with each other. Um, they're at home in Wisconsin in that, that snowy background. Um, I think it right. would be a, a really beautiful representation of the idea that you're trying to communicate. I will suggest too that, you know, visually, when I come to the, the homepage of your site, um, I do have to scroll down a little bit in order to see the complete picture. Um, Ooh, one, one, okay. one idea that you might just consider, and, and this is really important for, for anybody who is thinking about where to place their brand position statement, which by the way, Anna has already done. She's, she's placed this above the fold and, and that's the idea, but ideally this whole image would sit above the fold. And okay. rather than the text being kind of centered right there on top of the couple, um, the, the font is pretty small and, and the white is getting lost a little bit in some of the, the colors of that image. And so what might work a little bit more effectively is to, to pull that, whatever the brand position statement ends up being, let's say helping you feel at home in front of the camera. We take that phrase in bigger text, maybe slightly bold text, and put that to the side in the white space. Uh, and literally you have white space here, I mean, with that, with that snow. But that might be a, a more effective way to be able to, to visually present this this idea this brand position to the client we want to make sure it's easily visible we want to make sure that it's above the fold so it's the first thing that they see whether they're on the desktop site or on the, they're on the mobile site perfect that's awesome advice thank you so much for that yeah and what i might do too is just for everybody listening in is is to to mock this up if you'd be open to it anna just mock it up to show everybody what this might look like alternatively uh, because this this is something that I've also noticed. I mean, you might land on a photographer's website and you have to scroll down in order to get to that position statement, for example. Or you might have to scroll to see a complete image. We want to make sure that whatever they land on, assuming that this person only has an attention span of two or three seconds, they immediately, ideally, see certainly our beautiful work. Um, they know how to navigate the site. They see the, the, the navigation there. But... I, most importantly, they, I, they immediately know the value that we, the value proposition we, we offer them. And it's really important to do that in text that's easily legible, visible, and uh, as I said, visible there above the, the fold of the site. I love that. Yeah, please do a mock-up. I would love to see it. Absolutely. Cool. And, and we'll put that in the show notes as well, just as an example. But do you have any, any further thoughts on, on this and uh, this, this idea of helping somebody or helping a couple feel at home in front of the camera? Any, any other words come to mind, any other phrases? Um, I feel like somehow I really want to, and I don't know if this is something that I put in my brand position or something I just really represent more on my website. It's something with the connection. Cause I think, you know, with what I have on there now, it, it can still be kind of confusing. Like, I feel like it's something you really have to think about. Whereas I feel like if I were to put helping you feel at home in front of the camera, people instantly are like, Oh, at home, comfort, comfortable. Like that. I really, really like it actually a lot. Well, the the key or the goal here would be to use words, we mentioned this earlier, that resonate with a potential client. Um, mm -hmm. And and you had even alluded to this, Anna, you, you were trying, when we, you and I chatted yesterday, you were, you were trying to refine the messaging and making sure that you use 
words that were effective ultimately. And it, you know, the idea of empowerment, again, it's a popular word right now. So playing in a popular mm-hmm. idea, it's not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but it can be a little bit vague. Uh, connection, yes. not necessarily vague. There might be more colorful words to represent that idea. And I think we've done that with helping you feel at home in front of the camera. Like you said, that idea of being at home that does kind of communicate the sense of, of warmth and comfort uh, in, in a really colorful way, which I think is great. Vulnerability, again, it's a really popular word, but what does that mean? And and for a potential client, if they read that and they're like, she's going to make me feel vulnerable, I don't want to feel vulnerable. Um, <laughs> and, and so that's true. And so again, I think, I think you're in a, like well on your way to a really great statement with something like helping you feel at home in front of the camera, because there's this immediate sense of comfort that's communicated. You can add subtext that, that specifies the Wisconsin market that your wedding photographer and the, the Wisconsin market and figure out a way to tie that together. So it just flows really, really nicely. But I, I love that you highlight the fact that we need to use words that, that will actually resonate with a potential client. Um, that they don't yes. have to kind of think twice to to understand what it means. I think that's really important. I totally agree. And I think that's what that statement does. Feel like helping you feel at home in front of the camera. I feel like you could digest that really quickly. Yeah, I, I really like where it's going too. I, even more as we're talking about it. So this has been a really great conversation. And, and as I mentioned to everybody to, to begin with, this is meant to be a conversation. It is a brainstorming session. If, if this is what Anna ends up with on her site, it's great. If If it's a starting point and she ends up with something even better, even better. Uh, but I, I really appreciate you being willing, Anna, to kind of share this conversation with everybody else and the process that you've gone through, are going through. I think you're well on your way to something really, really cool. And and I have to say, again, your personality, you know, our, our images should back up our brand position statement. The experience should ultimately back up our brand position statement. Your personality very much carries this idea of helping people feel at home, feeling comfortable. That kind of energy is not something you run across all the time, but I, 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 it's really, really great. You definitely do that. Please don't ever stop that. And, and I think our listeners will probably sense that as well. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That means the world to me. And honestly, I just really appreciate all the knowledge that you have on the subject because like I said, in just two, three weeks, it's changed my business. So. I'm so happy I was able to be here. Well, I'm so glad it's been helpful for everybody listening in. Make sure that you do visit the show notes, bocapodcast.com. We'll post the the uh, various resources that I mentioned today during this conversation. We'll also post that mock-up just to kind of give you an idea, kind of compare and contrast to show you how you might visually present for your, your site, how to more obviously position the text, a little bit larger font, um, in a way that somebody can ultimately land in your site and immediately see that that brand position message. It's going to be really important. We'll post that in the show notes as well. Again, if you just go to bocapodcast.com, you'll be able to see that. Anna, thank you again. Make sure everybody to visit Anna's Instagram, Anna Marie Photo. We'll link that in the show notes. I really appreciate the conversation, Anna. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Milu, the simplest way for photographers and coordinators to collaborate on shot lists and timelines for weddings, parties, and other amazing events. Visit Milu, M-I-I-L-U dot com. This podcast is also brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the professional photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.